are the content rebels. We've got zero time for busy work that masquerades as marketing, and we're done with losing the impact of our big message just to satisfy some SEO or social media algorithm rules. This is a show about marketing for established soloish entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships with clients online. Join me each week as we make your content work for you. Hey, hey, friends. Happy New Year. Welcome back. I'm so excited for today's show. And I just want to give a little bit of an intro to Terika. Terika and I have known each other online, you know, like in that style, right? For a couple of years now, we've been in a few of the same groups. We look up to a lot of the same people. And this conversation is so very long overdue, but it it came about when she posted something on Facebook and I was like, yes, 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 yes. More people need to hear about this idea. And it's all about being a category of one. And how how do you market yourself if you are truly in your own category? So Terika is a seasoned brand strategist and designer with 15 years of experience creating transformative brands rooted in simplicity, rebellious spirit, and customer focus. Terika's unique approach integrates data-driven connection-focused design with a comprehensive brand experience that helps her clients stand out in the market. And I have seen in practice and in play several of the brands that she's created, and she is the real deal. So I'm saying that just as someone who, yes, admires what she does, but also really, really admires the way she puts ideas out there and the way she's willing to put things online and work through them, even if they don't end up being the things she runs with in the long run, right? That is kind of what we're going to get going. It's a little bit of a teaser of our conversation. So let's dive in. All right, Terika, welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. I'm uh, really glad that you're here. We've known each other for a while. We've been in a lot of the same circles for a few years now. And uh, I feel like this conversation might be a little overdue, but we're here. Happy to be here. Yeah, no. So we had a moment on Facebook or it's, I, I'm assuming, assuming it was Facebook, uh, where you started talking about something. It was a great post. I loved it. And I've also used the term category of one here and there, but you had a really like lovely and eloquent post about it. And I was like, yes, you need to come on the show. So I'd love to just dive in and maybe we can do that with you starting to just kind of tell the audience what that means to you, that term. Yeah, definitely. So category of one for me, I like to give my own term, which is special sauce. People probably heard it before, but it's really fitting for me as a lot of people have, because of either prior um, work constraints, whether that's corporate or government, or maybe even how they were raised, haven't really been pushed to highlight all the things that are special about them. For many of us, sometimes they're like, oh, it's this weird thing that I do. But for somebody else, they're like, that's amazing. I wish I could do that thing. And that's what truly allows you to separate yourself from the masses that in many places like corporate, you are conditioned to be a part of the mass. Like nobody wants you to be too loud, stand out in any kind of way, visually or auditory or have a you know, heaven forbid, an opinion about things that are outside the constraints of the box. So I, for me, like category one allows you to highlight all those things that are truly unique and special about you. I love that. And I want to acknowledge a couple of things because anyone coming from corporate and then having to market themselves, it's a whole different beast, right? Like 
you were told to blend in, right? The whole like, you know, cubicle graveyard, the the gray monotony of the world, right? Like yeah. standing out maybe didn't get good, good reactions all the time if you were in corporates. And, you know, there's probably a lot of stuff to unpack there if you're in that transition. I've not personally done that, but, you know, there's business therapists for a reason. Like they're a good thing. Outside of that, you know, like my son was saying something the other day because he's in that like sassy preteen mode right now. And he's like, you know, mom, I know there's no I in team, but there is me. And he was like all about it. And he thought he was super clever. He's not all that wrong, really. Like, you know what I mean? Really not. (laughs) There's still the me. There's still the me that has to be a part of it. And as you leave the team of corporate, you really have to start putting that me out there. And that can be an interesting place to be. Yeah. It's a difficult place for most people to be. And that's usually when I have clients come to me and we're rebranding. I tell people like, it can be such a personal process because you're like really diving in and breaking away from everything that you've been conditioned to do, which is not highlight yourself at all. So it's like equally a personal process as it is like a business process. What's interesting there. So like, We've all done like one of those, like, you know, this is your innate gift test, or we've had that moment where you're like, what do you mean? Everybody does it like this. It's so easy. And the other person across the way is like looking at you like you're completely dumb. And they're like, no, that's not easy. You're just really good at that, you know? And we probably even in corporate or even in, you know, agency type jobs, or, you know, if you've ever worked with other people closely, we've probably all experienced that moments where this thing that feels so natural to us is acknowledged as something special, but that's different than turning around and being able to market it. And I think that's what you're, you're really talking about here. So how are you teasing that out of people and how are you encouraging and, or just telling them what to do to market that in a good way? It's interesting. I like to say that it's a blend of two things. Um, I have a background in human services, so people and working and kind of getting underneath that surface is, I guess, would be a special sauce of mine. So I've blended that with my branding and my knowledge in the marketing space to then allow people to have that space to truly be themselves. I think when you give people the open space to say, hey, nothing is too big and nothing is too small. And those ideas that you had the things that you've written down in your journal, the things that you've prayed about and dreamed about, they're actually possible. Let's dive in and like, like express those. They're like, I can do that. And I'm like, yeah, this is permission. This is possible. And as they start to really like express it, you're like, oh, this is good. Like, why didn't you just say that? They're like, I didn't know I could. And sometimes people just need the permission to know that it's possible and that other people want to hear and see the same things too. Yes. I just, yes. (laughs) Everything I I believe in very strongly. I love it. And you spoke it very well there. One of the things that came to mind, as you said, that is I've had a few clients now over the last couple of years who maybe it took a little bit of teasing from me for them to actually acknowledge this out loud, but it's come up in various different phrasing. My favorite way is I shouldn't have to market. People should just know how awesome this is because The person who said this, like, she's really good at what she does. And I agree with her. If the whole world just knew that you could get this from her, it'd be great. But like, it's one thing to know that you have that special secret sauce. It's a different thing to figure out how to make it less secret. Yes. 
it makes me think as soon as you said that growing up, my dad's one of his like favorite phrases was like, I'm not a mind reader, Tarek. If you don't tell me like what you want, I'll never know. And it's the same thing for, for other people, for like your audience or anybody who may potentially be a prospect. It's like, they're not mind readers. We are inundated with like information overload during the day. And so like, if you don't find a way to break through that noise and really express what you're trying to sell, what solution you're you're trying to provide, like nobody will ever know. You can't just say, I have this great website over here. Well, who's going to find it? How are they going to know it's there at all? You have to market. You have to market. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I've ranted about this in, in several previous episodes. Like I get really, really peeved off at some of the big names, you know, the the business gurus, the girl next door types who are like, you know, just launch your course and maybe do like four weeks of content leading up to it. And I'm like, eyes on page, eyes on page. You have to figure out a plan to get the eyes on page. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> If it was so easy <laughs> for many of us and though those kind of blanketed statements frustrate me to no end because for the average small business or solopreneur, four weeks would not be enough to do anything, but barely, you know, barely put you as a blip on somebody's radar. It's like, you need months and months, like these overnight successes or years of people like putting out their content and cultivating their audience and building their authority. And you have to consistently show up and find your clear message. I tell people it doesn't have to be all fluffy and eloquent. You just have to be able to say, this is what I do consistently. And like, Sure, there's like more than one way to do it and different types of content. But to me, in the simplest way, if I can say I am X and this is what I am like here to do and this is my mission and my vision, if you put that out enough, people will start to get clued in. It's like, oh, wait, you know, they're really doing something over there. And I'm I'm, I'm intrigued to let me like tap in. When someone has moved beyond the, I don't want to market, I shouldn't have to phase. When Once they've reached that point of acceptance, shall we say, once they've done that and, and they're like, okay, I have this special sauce, right? Getting to that category of one status, which for me would mean like, yes, I am aware there are people who also offer very similar services to me, but they're not offering it in the same way that I am. And they're not combining it in this way that makes it your special sauce, right? H how do you help people express that particular sentiment because there are a lot of people like me who do content. Um, there are a lot of people like you who do, you know, brand consulting and design, right? But I happen to know you do it in a in a really unique, wonderful way. I know that because I've been in and around you for a while. But but how how does someone, your average service provider type, do that? So there's a couple different ways. I'm not going to go the easy way, which somebody will like, just hire me. Um, But what, <laughs> what they can do to start off is to, if they've had clients, actually go to clients and say, because people just ask for testimonials, blanketed testimonials. What was it like to work with me? But ask really like targeted questions. What made this uh, process really either seamless or you know, garnered the best result for you um, when you were considering other uh, 
providers what made you choose me. Um, and that allows that kind of gives you a little spark to say, oh, wait, that's something different. I've been looking at it because we've all we all go and search and try to see what our competitors are doing. So when people give you something different, you kind of identify that nobody else put that on their site. OK, this is something. And then I'm like, note it down, put it to the side. I also I do a lot of market research. I ask my audience a lot if they follow me. Why do you follow me? Um, I ask people if I helped you or served you any way, even if it's free content, what have I done? I ask peers like you in groups like, hey, what what do you see in me that you don't see in the market? Because we can only see so much. And when you start to get those bits and pieces, they start to tell a story. And even if you can't fully flesh out what that is, it gives you the direction in which to go so that if you do hire someone like me, another brand consultant or a brand strategist, they can truly help you kind of like flesh that out and build it into like a comprehensive brand to like kind of move from there. I love that. And and I want to point something out. What you just talked about, you know, talking with past clients, taking some time to actually interview them instead of, you know, sending them an email that has four generic questions on it, maybe <laughs> like, right. Mm -hmm. We've all done it. No yep. shame. Okay. But, uh, you know, taking that time uh, talking with peers, uh, we're all busy. So even scheduling time with peers is going to be something that takes a little bit of time investment, spending time on group calls. Like none of this is quick or easy at all. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was, but it isn't. And I, I tell people um, frequently, cause a lot of people will, come into and like interact with my brand in some type of way or um, maybe like find my social and say, oh my gosh, your stuff is so clear and it's so good. And I'm like, this is seven years in the making. <laughs> this is not something that I just decided to do. And I finally was like, oh, this is it. I got it. We're good. It's like, it's been a lot of testing and assessing and doing different iterations and niches and you know, micro kind of things and, you know, testing my messaging and my positioning and realizing, okay, wait, that doesn't work. And even as I grow as an individual and as a business, I'm like, oh, I do this. And then it's the shifting, right? I tell people consistently, there's power in, in the pivot. Like you don't have to stay in one space. You can move. Well, and I, I'd love to acknowledge, like I've seen you put out offers, you know, on Facebook and whatnot. And then, you know, a month or two later, three months, you know, whatever the timing is, be like, you know what? That was fun. I really want this instead. This is what I'm offering. And I love how open you are about it because how are we supposed to know, you know, that really good gift that we have, that that gift we've supported with talent and skill building over the years, how are we supposed to know how best to serve our people with it if we haven't tried different ways? Because we might think that we're doing it really, really well. But it could be better if we do something just a little bit different or tweak it in a different offer, right? And I love how open you've been about this. It's It's been a joy to watch for me, honestly, as someone who's watched you come along the way and grow because you're not afraid of people seeing, I tried this and I didn't like it. Now we're trying this instead. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's been a journey for me for so long. I was like, oh, I'm just not going to say anything, even though inside my head I'm like say something you know you want to um and I also did it personally for myself but also for other people who were like tuning into my content because as we've been in this you know online space and the gurus and other people are just telling you I just 
had a six figure launch and it was amazing. And you're like, well, where did it come from? You know, and did that offer you just thought of it yesterday and you sold it the next day? Like, I wanted people to see what it looks like when maybe you have a great idea and maybe either your audience isn't ready for it or the market isn't doesn't sustain it at that point or maybe there's not viability right now. It could be later. I have a treasure fold of offers in back end that maybe one day will like work better than what they're working right now. But for my audience today and how I can best serve I had to tweak and test things and I wanted people to see that iteration so they would have confidence that if you put something out, even with all the marketing and all the strategy and it doesn't work, it's not a reflection on you. Just like see what did kind of work in that, you know, tweak it a bit, reposition it and try again. You know, I gosh, I love that you say that so much. So I'm going to not name a few clients, but tell a story about one of my clients right now, because I first started working with her three years ago or so. And we worked with each other on um, content that she was using in ads to sell an, a tiny offer for lack of better terminology. And um, eventually we decided to table that offer and we've been in and around each other ever since we're, we're friends outside of clients as well. And that all came from just being in the online world, right? Eventually, she came back to me and said, I am finally ready to start a podcast. I need a content plan. So I have you know, weeks of topics mapped out because she's trying to do this while running a full-fledged business as we all are, right? So she came to me for that and she spent a year building out the foundation. She's got lots of good content. She's got over a year of podcast episodes ready in the belt sitting there. So now as she's moving back into an ad supported traffic strategy, she actually has something to direct the people to. But, and this is wonderful. Like I've Truly, it's been a joy working with her. We have a great relationship. And also, at one point about a year ago, I had a potential client who wanted a reference and I gave her as a reference. And that client was really like digging in. But like, what results has Brittany gotten you? What results? And she's like, well, we are in a foundation building phase right now. So she's like, it doesn't look like anything's happening right now. She got me early results with this other thing. And that's great. But we both know that right now, what we are doing isn't going to look like anything is happening that we have to get to the other side. And, you know, not everyone's ready to hear that. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> as you were talking, um, I'm nodding my head because I've partnered with other marketers and worked with other service providers. And this is a common theme where a lot of people have either been prepped or groomed for this overnight quick success. Um, and once we step out of the online world into regular business, brick and mortar, your Walmarts, your Targets, your mom and pops, nothing is overnight. Um, these people have been business, you know, decades, and it's a lot of work of a lot of failures, a lot of, you know, rejigging, starting again, rebuilding, um, as you said, foundational work to kind of get you where you want to go. And I love that you illustrated that story because it showcases in more than one way that like, it's okay to just work on the foundation while you're building something else that you don't have to have something together in a month or 30 days or 90 days or any of these arbitrary timeframes that it has to fit for you and for the goals that you want for your business. When someone gets that, when they're willing to put in the work and know that it's not going to be this, you know, 
overnight success deal, right? Yeah. I've seen such amazing things happen. And and it's, you know, like I said, we've known each other. We've been in the same inter- internet online circles, whatever you want to call it, for a couple of years now. So I've been able to see the progression of some of the people that you've worked with. I've been able to see the progression, obviously, of my own clients and the people who stick with it, not just consistently showing up, but consistently putting out offers, consistently working on their brand and just really carving out that differentiated way so that they can actually claim the category of one, you know, marketing status. It's been really amazing seeing great things happen for them. Agreed. And it's interesting you say that I commented on a post that I made recently where I asked everyone to rank their brands, how they felt about them from one to 10. Um, And there was an individual marketer I really um, respect. Her name is Sarah Moon. And she put that it was a 10. And a couple people were like, I love your brand. And she said, it took me 11 years to get here. And but mine is the time frame, like with time, your brand becomes just better. It's like literally like Asian wine or I gave a, I responded to that post and I said, it's like a great bread recipe, right? Like you don't make the best loaf immediately. You're tweaking and testing and you got to rise and go back. And it's, but once you get it, you're like, oh, this is it. This is like, it's everything, right? So that's how like, branding is that's how marketing is it takes time but the more time and consistency you put into it the better result you get at the end I love that and I think that's a really great way to kind of close this uh, whole interview out just with that positivity that it will take time and yeah there's probably some environmental factors that make the occasional loaf you know flop the rise isn't good you know <laughs> you know maybe all of my loaves have flopped every time I've tried to make bread and I just don't do it anymore but <laughs> you know like there's there's real things right there's real things that can affect our offers and our marketing and so long as we stick to it we keep working on it we tweak that recipe a little bit we will get there if we don't quit I love that sentiment so Terika thank you I know that there are obviously ways to work with you. I know I've seen that you've got brand audits as an offer lately. Will you just tell us a little more about that? Yeah, I've created this container of a brand audit because after working with many clients and just kind of giving advice in different spaces, I've really observed that people really need to have a comprehensive idea of where they are currently and actionable steps how to get to the next phase that they want to, whether that be a blend of personal and business goals. And to be honest, rebranding isn't always a solution for everybody. Sometimes it's just like actionable tweaks in your business right now because some of the smallest steps make some of the more massive results that you need. So I wanted to create an offer that wasn't just, I just need a rebrand. So I have a brand audit right now I take a look at the full gambit of the business from websites to sales pages to client experience, the full customer journey. I give a video overview of everything as well as an action plan paired with that. And then a follow-up one hour session for final like Q&As and any type of uh, additional like assistance that people need. Perfect. Oh my gosh. As tempted as I am to be like, yes, I'm your next client on that. (laughs) I just, I know the wealth of experience that you bring to that information. And I've always benefited personally from someone who I respect and trust, obviously. Hey, being like, I know you think you're showing up like this, but what it actually looks at like is this. 
And I think that's exactly what you're delivering for people. So friends who are listening right now, uh, this is this is an amazing offer. You should go check it out. Uh, we'll have links, obviously, in the show notes to all of Tarek's stuff. And Tarek, I just want to thank you for the the time that this conversation um, was, the investment, and uh, just for sharing so much information with us. Oh, you're so welcome. It was a great time. All right, friends. I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. I really really love what Terika stands for. And I think that you guys can all learn something from this conversation. Hopefully even just a little bit of what I learned from it. See you in a couple weeks. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it. Odds are, you know, somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams. And we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting again, this same great information out there and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you guys in a couple weeks.